and welcome to My Favorite Meal, the podcast where we ask people what their favorite meal is and talk all things food. I am Kara, and this week on the pod, we have my friend Kate, who's going to tell us all about her favorite meal. Um, Also, just so you know, Jen was not able to join our conversation this week, unfortunately. She was busy doing all the things. Uh, One of those things was making a wedding cake for a friend of hers, um, which is a pretty cool reason to not be on the pod this week. So um, she'll be back soon. But until then, enjoy my conversation with Kate. Hello and welcome, Kate. Hi. (laughs) Welcome to My Favorite Meal. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, Yeah, so we have Kate here today. And um, you, yeah, we can maybe just quickly say how we know each other. So we are old friends. Old, Old yet young. Old get young friends, very important. Mm -hmm. Um, We met our freshman year of high school Mm -hmm. um, and we shared a senior sister, which is how Mm -hmm. we met each other. And what is also very important to note about Kate is that she has a podcast and she's kind of the reason that this podcast exists because I went on her podcast and it was awesome. And that inspired me to do this. So yeah, thanks for that. Oh, no problem. Besides <laughs> yeah. being an inspiration for all, no worries. Yeah. So I think on one of the episodes that I went on, we told the full story of how we. Yeah, it was like three hours long. It was a full story. Yeah, it's uh, we we talked for a very long time, um, but uh, yeah, maybe you want to tell the audience a bit about yourself, and then maybe also a little bit about your podcast. Oh, sure. Um, I won't say too much. It's called the weekly Kate drops every Thursday. Um, I'm an ICU nurse. So the last few years I've been absolutely suffering and I needed an outlet and Kara knows this very well. And her family does who I assume listen to this. So I'm like, this sounds very familiar. I spoke at nine months, never stopped talking. So I just felt like I needed to channel that energy into something positive. (laughs) Uh, and I really enjoy pop culture. I've always had like a little knack for like celebrity knowledge and I love the Royals. So this past few weeks has been exceptional for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I needed to just have an outlet. So the weekly Kate is where that landed. Yeah. And it's, it's super wonderful because especially like someone like me, where I do not have said knack for pop culture it's great because you explain all the things and then I know what's going on you're welcome I'm here to inform right I'm doing a civil service exactly yeah. and uh and maybe just like quickly can you give us just like like a little like tidbit on the jubilee stuff that's going on absolutely um well the jubilee has passed the anniversary celebrations are over Um, but it was like a four day, shut the country down, absolute spectacle, like union jacks everywhere, corgis everywhere. People were so happy. Like the queen came out a few times and one time it was a surprise. Like it was just like people just living for queen Elizabeth. And it was really, I think her formal 
not, I don't want to say goodbye because it will make me upset, but like her formal acknowledgement of like, I love my people, but like, this is my, be the last time people really see me, Mm. you know, it had, did it have a, that kind of underlying vibe to some of the things it felt like a goodbye. And I'm not a Brit. I'm obviously American. I'm like, I'm, you know, I don't live in the country, so I don't feel the feels, but it felt that way to me. Yeah. Like as a fan of the queen, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, I think probably for full details, everyone should go to your, the weekly Kate, um, Weekly Kate, yeah. because I believe, well, on the day of this recording, I think your most recent episode came out. So, oh yeah, um, it would have it. So yeah. So it's by the time this will be out, that episode will be available. It's titled party at the palace. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Very appropriate. (laughs) I'm just out here doing the Lord's work. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) Totally. Totally. So Kate, let's get into it. What is your favorite meal? Okay. really really tried really hard to like come up with a succinct answer mm-hmm. and I can't that's okay however my I have a favorite meal that I prepare a lot mm-hmm. so like by the amount of times I make it it's probably like a household favorite mm-hmm. but then I have like a nostalgia like dying to eat this meal meal okay let's hear about both okay yeah. So my household all the time meal. So I don't know if anyone who listens to the show, or if you have heard of the whole 30, mm-hmm. but I've done the whole 30 many times. And it basically, it's a, it's probably like really bad for you. It's like a restrictive diet. We're not going to get into that. However, I developed a system of like roasting a lot of vegetables and adding a protein and a sauce and like eating that a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So I've developed like a, and I'm married to a giant kindergartner. So he like rarely eats vegetables and I like need to find a way to sneak them in. <laughs> so if I roast a vegetable within an inch of its life, my husband will eat it. Okay. You no. Know? All right. So like so, a charred, a charred vegetable. Yeah. Okay. Not like burnt, but like, yeah, like, but significantly roasted for okay. sure. Got yeah. it. Um, I love potatoes. Potatoes are always in there. I love rice. Um, I make pork tenderloin a lot because it's very easy to make. Mm-hmm. Like I sear it on both sides and then finish it in the oven. Cause I live in Florida and six months out of the year, you can't go outside and cook. It's so hot. So yeah, I utilize my oven and my stove quite a bit. Um, but yeah. And then I add like sriracha sauce or like chimichurri you know, so it's not, it's not very intricate. It's like a weekday sort of meal, mm-hmm. but it like, you can zhuzh it up and jazz it up however you want to. Yeah. It sounds like, um, it sounds like they're called like template meals where it's like, yeah. there's like some uh-huh. basic, there's like a basic structure to it where it's like roasted stuff and then, uh, some sort of protein and then yeah. a sauce. And then it yeah. just kind of varies and it's always delicious. Yeah. It's like that. I used to make a lot of the time, um, like a homemade ranch dressing. I would put it on everything. Ooh. Yeah. Love a homemade ranch. No, it hits differently. It does. It really (laughs) does. Than bottled ranch, but there's this company, I think from California, it's called, they're called Tessie Mays Mm -hmm. and they make, um, I'm gluten-free and I should be dairy-free, but like, I cannot resist cheese. So yeah. 
I'm not understandable. I should be, but they make a gluten-free dairy-free like line of, oops, sorry, line of salad dressings. Oh, and they make a habanero ranch dressing. I am telling you, it is so good. That sounds amazing. Yeah. If you're in America, you can get it at Target and at Whole Foods. I'm not sure. And on Thrive Market. So perhaps you can have it shipped to you, but it's, it's delicious on anything. Mm, that sounds so good. They do not have ranch here in Germany Wow, because it's just not a thing. No. Right. Yeah. So, um, so if I want it, I have to make it myself. Um, which yeah, it's, but it's really good. Actually mm-hmm. you can not get like, that. you can get like honey mustard and you can get, um, they have like a, they call it yogurt dressing here. So mm-hmm. it is like creamy, but it's, and it has a bit of a tang like ranch does, but it doesn't have any like herbs and stuff in it. So it's, mm-hmm. it's not, it's definitely not the same. Right. Um, but it's, I guess in the same sort of area as, but there's nothing like ranch. Yeah. I'll send you some ranch packets next time. <gasps> <I'm at store>. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's not very okay. exciting, but I, I make that a lot mm-hmm. and it, it yields a lot of leftovers to make other meals. Yeah. I mean, it sounds yeah. delicious. It's pretty good. Yeah. So like you said, potatoes are always involved. Yeah. I never met a potato. I didn't like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I feel like there should be minimum, at least one episode, which is just dedicated to potatoes. I mean, Let's, Jen yes, already I talked a lot about potatoes in the first episode, but like potatoes are just amazing and so versatile. Right. Okay. So, versatile. so there are potatoes involved. Um, mm-hmm. what else is like a, a go-to. Oh, I'm a you. big fan of roasted Brussels sprouts, mm. roasted broccoli. Mm-hmm. Um, I love a red onion. Oh, mm-hmm. I'll roast those like on top of the Brussels so they don't get weird. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes butternut squash, like if it's in season Ooh, or mm-hmm. if I can find it, um, rice, always rice. I love rice. Yeah. Um, carrot. I like to roast carrots. I like a savory carrot that might be controversial, but I like a salty carrot, like another sweet, but if you roast them, right. Like with other vegetables, it's very good. Oh yeah. I love roasted carrots. Yeah. And like, I, because I love sweet and salty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like putting like roasting carrots with either like just a little salt, or sometimes I put like balsamic and salt. So mm-hmm. it's like a little mm-hmm. sweetness from balsamic, but like still salt, you know, and like getting, mm, yes. Yeah. That's yes. good. All about a roasted carrot. And then sometimes I, I do like refrigerator clean outs. So like whatever's in the fridge is going to get cooked and mm-hmm. thrown into a bowl because mm-hmm. groceries are expensive these days. Yeah. And I'm, I've become very conscious on like reducing our food waste. Yep. So I eat a lot of cabbage also, oh, which are okay. the Brussels sprout family, but sometimes right. I'll roast cabbage in there or dice it up and have it like a, like act as lettuce. You uh-huh. know? Yeah. Do that. Did you, I don't know if, if you have, or if you had it at the time in California, kava, did you have kava? Kava. It's like a Mediterranean bowl chain. I don't think so. They do the whole like protein starch, vegetable bowl mix sauce. Ah. 
ah, atmosphere. Okay. But they, their ingredients look unbelievable. Yeah. And I like aspire to be that at home. Okay. <laughs> Love it. <was> amazing. <laughs> but again, Love anyway, it. I can sneak a vegetable into my husband because he's five. Like, right. You know. Right. He, for years, he would assume corn was a vegetable and mm-hmm. it's not, it's a starch. And mm-hmm. it just was an infuriating conversation. <laughs> I'm curious, is there anything that he does not like or he, that he will not eat, but that like you love it. So like you really want to cook it, but you know that he won't eat it. Um, spaghetti squash. Okay. He was so upset. The man acted like he got completely punked. He was like, what is this? It looks like pasta, tastes like grass. What did you do here? So disappointed. It looks like pasta and tastes like grass. I love it. It's a squash. And he was like, why? <laughs> so I have not made that for him since. Okay. Uh, there was Fair a enough. few months. It must've been in the summertime where I was trying to grill salmon or like make salmon a lot. And he was like, we're always eating salmon I'm like but we're not that's the thing I can make it once every couple weeks and we're not always eating this fish right (laughs) he just the man would eat steak and potatoes every day Mm. you know well is he from the midwest originally kind of he was born in the south and he lived in st louis for a long time ah okay and then they moved to florida when he was in high school okay so sort sort of. Yeah. I would say he has a Midwestern palate. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was going to say to me, the whole like meat and potatoes for just like every meal right. is very Midwest with a glass of milk. Oh God. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, you and I are from the Midwest, so <laughs> it just, we just, yeah. right. Right. It's familiar. Yeah. Yeah. But he, like he would never turn down a hamburger or a steak or a rack of ribs, but like put a piece of fish in front of the guy. And he's like, whoa, whoa. wait a second. He'll, he'll eat fish. Like it's not, yeah. but like, I don't, I don't know what his problem is. And he doesn't cook also caveat for the audience. He does not cook. Right. So, so he just needs options to be, are limited. He just needs to be grateful for the lovely meal that you prepare. 1000%. Yeah. Like, excuse me. <laughs> Yeah. He, yeah. He has this idea that meals Friday through Sunday have to be so elaborate and like delicious, mm, mm-hmm. like pastas and pizza, like load all the carbs up, but then like Monday through Thursday can be healthier, I guess. Okay. I feel like that's not, I, I have to, I have, I, I feel like he can't be alone in that. Like the weekend right. is the like go all out food time. And then during the week is a lot more like practical easy, maybe healthy stuff. Light. Yeah. Lighter, like some, something, yeah. something that's going to refresh your body and not like weigh you down. Right. So you can yeah. like get through the week to make it to the weekend to destroy your body with junk food. Sure. And then recover. <laughs> right. But he, he travels half the time. And I know that your husband travels quite a bit too, and you do as well. And I'm, I know it's easy to like go to a restaurant and always pick what you think sounds good. Mm-hmm. But you have to be conscious about like what is actually good for you. Right. That gets missed a lot. It that. does. Yeah. <laughs> gets yeah. Missed quite a bit. Yeah. But it is unfortunate that like what sounds good 
most of the time is not necessarily what's actually the best for your body. Right. It would be really great if those would like that Venn diagram would overlap a little bit more. Totally. Well, I would, he, he's become very okay with the, with the, I call them bad bulls. Cause our last name starts with BAD. So like, he's very okay with the bad bulls. You okay. know? I love that you have like a, like a brand name. Thank you for your, <laughs> for your meal. Okay. So your, your favorite go-to like during the week, practical meal is a bad bowl. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. And is there anything else like happening around the bad bowl? So is there like an appetizer? Is there a side? Is there hmm. something, something else going on or because it's during the week, is it just the, just the bowl? No, I usually throw it all in. Mm-hmm. Like I'll put some chips on the side, eat part of the bowl with chips. Mm. Um, we're big chips and salsa people in this house. So like someone's always eating it. Yeah. I respect you know? that. Yeah. There's a uh, local market near me that makes a delicious pico de gallo. Mm. And when I tell you I could eat a whole container in one sitting, like it's, it's so delicious. <laughs> it's so delicious. And it's so refreshing. Like pico de right. gallo is so um, it feels like light and refreshing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's essentially vegetable ceviche. Like, yeah, all right. It is it's so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. But, and then we usually we're big ginger ale people. Oh yes. And I like, uh, like spark. I know sparkling water was quite an issue in previous episodes. I love a sparkling water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There were some strong opinions on sparkling water. Yeah. I don't necessarily think my flavor of my water that I pick goes with my meal. Mm. Sometimes it's just what is out of convenience to grab. You right. Know? Right. But I, I gear toward like the lemon lime package. So mm-hmm. usually the flavor palette is somewhat involved. Yeah. I could with I mean- a lot of lemon juice. Yeah. But that makes sense. Cause like, I feel like lemon, like the acidity can balance a lot of food, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's, that's a pretty solid choice. Yeah. And I am, um, I'm a person who suffers from the, from the GERD. So like the bubbles really help. The GERD? You know? Yeah. Like acid reflux. Oh, I have never heard it called that before. Oh no. That's like the medical term. Oh, okay. <laughs> of course. Cause you're a nurse. This it's a, happens. It's a, yeah. <laughs> This happens quite a lot in my conversations with Kate is that she'll say something very casually. And then I'm like, wait, what? And then it's a medical thing Yeah, <laughs> that mm-hmm. I just don't understand. Okay. Yeah. It's an acronym, but it's GERD. Yeah. Ah, okay. Okay. That's helpful. I learned something new today. Yeah. And due to the amount of lemon I cook with, we are a Tums house also. Okay. I see. We, we rock with some Tums. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you got to eat. Like we're going to suffer through our food. We're going to get there. Yeah. Just got to take it and acid first. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And for, for anyone in Europe who doesn't know what Tums is, it's an antacid. So I think, I think the equivalent here is called Rennie or something like that. Um, you don't have Tums in Europe? No. Oh, does no one have reflux? I mean, yeah, there are antacids. There's so much wine consumed. Yeah, no, no there are antacids. Oh, okay. It's, it's just, they're not called Tums. Okay. <laughs> like Tums, the brand does not exist. I was about to be real panicked for here. Everybody. <laughs> 
for the whole continent of Europe. For everyone over the age of 30, because everyone's got a little something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, there are antacids. Don't worry. Okay. Oh, yeah, gosh. they're just not called Tums. So I just okay. wanted to make sure that if anybody is not familiar with the American medication Tums, that they at least know I will what we're ship talking some about. to you. Yeah. I will <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Our... Our uh, friendly American nurse operating totally. <laughs> distribute Tums across the world. <laughs> I'm doing humanitarian work, obviously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I love it. So, all right. So that is our, like, go-to practical meal that we cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, I'm dying to know, what is the nostalgic meal. Okay. I don't make this often. Mm-hmm. Neither does my mother anymore. Oh, it's something but- you make. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Spaghetti and meatballs. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think you've had my mother's meatballs. You had to I, in the last I'm, 20 years. I, I am positive that that happened at some point in high school. They're, they're pretty legendary. Hmm. Yeah. But they, they are time consuming. Okay. Yeah. I have so many questions. Okay. So why are they legendary? What, what are the attributes of these meatballs that make recipe comes from a woman? I forget her name and I don't want to guess it because that's rude. Um, from a woman, my great grandmother lived next to in Brooklyn, the mm-hmm. recipe comes from her. Mm-hmm. And she taught my Irish great grandmother how to make these. And then she promised to keep the recipe the same. And then everybody did. Okay. I know. I know. I'm Italian. My father's Italian, but no one on my father's side helped my mom cook because <laughs> they were angry. She was Irish. So. <laughs> So she got all her chops from the Italian lady she lived near as a okay. kid. Okay, got it. Yeah. All right. Okay. So this recipe is is like a hundred years old, almost Ooh. probably more. Love it. Okay. Yeah. I love those kinds of recipes. Yeah. Okay. And and do you have the recipe? Is it like this very secretive family thing, or is it like? So it's funny you ask or not? that. It's funny you ask that because I always thought it was a secret. And then it turns out my mom was sharing it with people like all through my childhood. I was like, excuse me, like we can't have this reputation and you're out here sharing our business. Like, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> so, so she, she was sharing it, but you wanted it to be a secret. I, I just was, or just assumed it was. It was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because people would rave about it and my mom would make them for people, but I never assumed that she would give them the recipe. And then one time a girl I was friends with in junior high, her mother wanted it and her mother was a really good cook. And my mom just handed it over. Like, excuse me, <laughs> can we not keep anything for ourselves? Is nothing precious anymore? It's nothing pre- Seriously, it's nothing precious. <laughs> it's nothing sacred, please. You know, oh man, but yeah, so- Okay. I will, okay. I would share it with you. I will share it with you, but oh, thanks. It, it's not, okay. it's, it's written down 
Mm, it's written down in partial, like it's in text messages. Like if I forget something, like my mom will like text it to me, mm-hmm. but it's not like a written recipe. Okay. I feel like somehow the fact that it's a hundred years old and it's also like not really written down in one place is kind of amazing. I probably should write it down. <laughs> probably. <Honestly. laughs> it would maybe make your life a little easier. Like take a screenshot, something, something, yeah. save it yeah. in like a secret folder on your phone. Right. It's like labeled taxes or something like something we don't need. Like, right. Exactly. No one will find it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, and you said they're very time consuming. So mm-hmm. what is, what is it about it that makes them very time consuming? Well, the recipe yields quite a bit. Ah, okay. So it's, it's more, the preparations are a lot because it's a large volume. Okay. And then we make them that they're, they're beef and pork equally. And then all the accoutrements that go in there. Um, but then we make them in the oven first. We don't drop them in raw. Ah, okay. So in the sauce. So we put them in the oven to cook and then put them in the sauce. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And then, so you make the meatballs, you make the sauce separately. Mm-hmm. bake the meatballs in the oven, right. then bring them together. Right. Okay. And then do you have to cook it a bit longer together or is it, is it kind of like you just mix everything at the end? Um, I would say, I'd say they sit in there for a few hours. Okay. Like on a low simmer, just like, mm-hmm. you know, just, just marry ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm get everything kind of talking to each other in the pot. Yeah. Like get, get friendly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. And, um, are there like a lot of herbs going on in these meatballs or are they more like just pure meat? No. Okay. Um, there are the beef and the pork. There is, there's herb action. There's aromatic for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Parmesan cheese in the meatballs. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. there's, um, eggs mm-hmm. depending on how much meat, just like as a binding agent. Right. Um, did I say breadcrumbs? Yeah, I did. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Breadcrumbs. Yeah. Um, and then this is gonna, you're going to understand cause you cook, but like, you don't know that, that you've met the right, um, proportions unless you stick your face in and smell it. Ah, okay. So like you're sticking your face in like a bowl full of raw meat, which like sounds it's not, it's a weird picture, but like, it's how you, you have to get like the aroma, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. And then, uh, and then we're obviously mixing this with spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Is there a specific type of spaghetti that you need to use? Well, I'm gluten-free. Okay. Um, I don't discriminate against any type of noodle. Right. Also, really, it's what's whatever's there. If it's spaghetti, that's fine. If it's rigatoni, that's fine. If it's penne, that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just a pasta person. Yeah. Okay, but you don't have like a preferred shape. Oh God. You know, I've thought about this my whole life as a half Italian person. <laughs> Honestly, as you do, just constantly I, think about pasta. Just like, what shape suits me? Um, <laughs> I. I would say I cook with penne most often. Mm-hmm. 
So if I had to choose a favorite noodle, I would choose that. But rigatoni is larger and has, you know, thicker lines where the sauce can get caught in. So it's, it's hard. It's, it's a difficult choice. It, I mean, it really is. And I also feel like it depends a little bit on what sauce Mm -hmm. you have because Mm -hmm. different noodles have different sauce. Like, what would you say? They don't absorb the sauce, but it's like how they retain the sauce or like how Mm -hmm. much the sauce sticks Mm -hmm. to sticks in the noodles. Yeah. Like the surface area coverage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. So, and it's for like a marinara, Mm -hmm. which you would have, I guess, with spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. Then like, yeah, what is the right noodle? If you have like a very creamy, like a, like a cheese sauce or an Alfredo, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I think it's different depending on the sauce you want. Yeah. I always, I, think of like a linguine with like something like a light wine butter sauce mm-hmm. versus like a heavy, cause it doesn't have any room to catch it. Right. You know? Right. Right. It's like pasta sense. sports, you know, it's like, what's yeah. gonna, it's gonna get us the most. <laughs> yeah. How can we, how can we optimize the, the noodle to sauce ratio on my fork in my mouth? Right. Making sure that, you know, I get the balance that I need mm-hmm. in my pasta dish. I also don't want to be left behind on my plate with a giant puddle of sauce. I want that to come with the noodles in my mouth. I can get behind that. I can, but do you mop with your bread? Oh, see, hmm. Because I mop with my bread. Yeah, see, no, that's a very good idea. Mm-hmm. See, I mean, this is the half Italian is coming in to (laughs) tell me how to do it right. (laughs) And it has to be a good, like, I mean, any bread is fine. Like, don't pull out like sliced white bread, I'll die. But like, you know, as a gluten-free person, there are minimal brands available. Yes. And some are just, they, they don't do it. They don't do it for me. Yeah. See, I have some questions here. Sure. We're going to get slightly off topic of spaghetti and meatballs for a moment, but I'm very curious about like gluten-free options and like, because, because how long, cause it's been several years that you've been gluten-free. It's been a long time, um, like 12, 13, 12. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That was longer than I thought it was, but yeah. So you've been gluten-free for so long. I would imagine just like also knowing how the gluten-free trend has also developed that probably now there's more options than you've ever had, Mm -hmm. but how are they? Um, I would say in a restaurant, they're pretty good. Hmm. Okay. There have been a few times where I've ordered a pasta and I'm like, are you sure this is gluten-free, but the science behind using like alternative flours for gluten-free food has changed a lot, I think. And like, not Mm. that I know much about it, but you, you work in a, you know, development that you might know more, but it used to be like rice and corn flour made everything Mm -hmm. and rice pasta just dissolves and like, doesn't, yeah, it it doesn't hold its integrity. But Mm -hmm. like now, whomever scientists figured out like the gluten-free noodle holds a lot of integrity. 
That's like, good. My husband can't taste the difference. That's good. And I, we, I cook strictly gluten-free. Like I, I'm not making two things. Yeah. You know, I mean, but fully understandable in terms of store availability. There's a, there's quite a bit there. There are some brands that like, it's okay. Yeah. Like it's never going to be, and it's never going to be real Italian bread because it's not, you right. know, right. but it, my other option is to feel sick. So, <laughs> right. Which is like, not right. When Which is I, not when really we, an option. Right. When we were in Europe a couple of years ago, pre COVID, um, we were in an English speaking country. So I felt fine reading a menu, but it was so helpful to me. Like, I think the EU has rules like on the menu, like what has to be declared and what's not so mm-hmm. helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's, it's nice being a gluten-free person at a necessity that now it's become trendy and familiar. Yeah. That it's, it's, it's like a perk for me. Like someone, people ask me all the time, like, well, are you really that gluten-free? Like, are you just doing it because it's cool? Like, yeah. Like, do you identify as gluten-free? Like what? Like, (laughs) like actually I just, I suffer and people will always want to leverage people with like dietary restrictions and suffering. Like, well, how sick do you get? Like, yeah. Like, can you just like have a bite? Right. Right. Like, is it really going to be that bad? Like, and you're like, well, maybe, yeah, it's none of your business, but like, yes, yes. Like, like I'm really going to hate my life. <laughs> like it's, it's been so long that I, I, I don't know what, what happened to my body. Like it's truly been so long. I don't know, but like, I'm not going to take yeah, the risk, but like, you know? Yeah. We don't want to, we don't want to try to find out, but I could be tempted because some stuff is just so good. Mm. Well, what you were saying earlier about like how you maybe should be dairy free, but can't resist cheese. I, I mean, cannot same. Like I feel I've tried not eating dairy for like periods of time and I feel objectively so much better. Right. But like, I can't not eat cheese right. as a general, like I, I just can't cut it out. Like I just and can't do that. There's such a difference between the level of gluten-free food to the real stuff versus the level of dairy-free food to the real stuff. Yeah. Like we notice, we can tell. Like, yeah. I have tried so many vegan cheeses and they're, they're not the same. They're not bad, but you have to manage your own expectations. That's like, just it. You know, mm-hmm. like if you're eating vegan cheese, expect vegan cheese, do not expect one-to-one the taste of cheese. Right. I think, I think that's what gets lost. A lot of people like, Oh, this tastes different. Like it's going to, yeah, it's going to. And like, cause I, the company that I work for, we develop plant-based products and Mm -hmm. dairy products. So both. And, uh, and we have talked a lot about cheese and it, it's hard. It's really like from Mm -hmm. a, just a technical perspective in terms of developing, developing a plant-based cheese that tastes like cheese it is extremely difficult um, right and it's just because you don't have the same ingredients and the ingredients don't react the same way to fermentation and it's just never going to be the same yeah and and not even sometimes taste the same but like look or distribute the same mm-hmm 
or like spread. spread. Yeah, yeah. Like there, there's just some stuff that you're like, mm, yeah, that's a little, that looks a little funky. Yeah. But there are some vegan dairy products that are, that are pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. um, I've tried a vegan butter recently that was very good. Okay. Um, it actually had the buttery taste. So it's it like, mm. you know, cause like margarine for me, texture wise is fine, but like tastes very flat mm-hmm. uh, and doesn't have that like buttery creamy taste, but this actually did like, I was okay. impressed. And then, um, and then also I think the um, plant-based yogurt is pretty good. I mean, you can, do too. T- you can taste that it's soy or you can taste that it's I think soy is probably the best one in terms of texture. And yeah, mm-hmm. of course you can taste, it tastes like soy, but right. in terms of like texture and like what you can use it for, it's, I think it's great, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been using plant-based milk and stuff in my coffee for, I don't know, four years now or something like five, five years, maybe right. something like that. So I I'm like fully into that world. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll, need dairy free milk or creamer but then I'll eat a piece of cheese like what yeah <laughs> it's it's not consistent i never said i was consistent this makes no sense but <laughs> but like it, yeah cheese is so different i read an article once that described the satisfaction feeling of eating cheese it's the same place in the brain where cocaine addicts feel high what <laughs> And I was like, mm-hmm, that tracks. I, I get that. I get that. <laughs> I did not know that, but that is like, it, the, like cocaine and cheese activate the same pleasure spot in the brain, the same pleasure spot in your brain. Yeah. I mean, I would not know from experience, but cheese is really good. So like I could imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This article changed my life. Like I think about it all the time. <laughs> It's just like all of a sudden you're just like washing dishes and like cheese activates the same pleasure center. Well, it's more, it's more like when I'm eating cheese and like, this must be what cocaine addicts feel. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> in, that, in that way, the happiness that they feel, <laughs> you know, I love it. I'm not I advocating drug use, but no, well, it's very good. <laughs> I mean, potentially even the opposite, like you don't right. need drugs. You can just eat cheese put that on a bumper sticker, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> truly. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Okay. So, so are there, because, okay. So we were just talking about like with alternative stuff, basically, mm-hmm. like there's some stuff like cheese is a very good example where like an alternative is just never going to be quite the same. So right. For gluten-free, like, cause you talked about a couple of pastas that are mm-hmm. like pretty good. Can't tell much of a difference, but like, is bread one of those things where it's like, it, it's a, it's a bit like a non-dairy cheese where it's like, it's okay. It's just, you need to manage your expectations or have you found some um, really good ones? Some sandwich breads are really good. Mm, okay. Um, some sandwich breads, I really can't tell. Um, the more you get into like baked things or like baguettes or like Italian bread, the more mm. failure I have found. Okay. But because there's no gluten, they need a different binding agent. And they sometimes you, it's like you have a lot more fat in the bread. Mm. So it'll bake differently. 
and therefore it may taste very similar. Gluten-free bread's pretty good, but it doesn't have that like, like sponge, that like crusty yeah. outside, soft inside type. It's more just like crusty outside and the soft just kind of like disappears. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. 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 Yeah. And gluten-free bagels are not the same. Oh yeah. Bagels. Mm-mm. Not the same. Not really. I haven't found one that's the same. If okay. I do, I'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, do, do let me know. I'm just curious Yeah. about it. And but, would there be, I'm trying to think, is there anything else? I mean, I guess like pastries and stuff like that are probably. Pastries are really difficult because like gluten-free yeah. phyllo dough is yeah. not going to be a thing. It won't rise the same. It won't, yeah, it won't have any of the same like factors that regular dough would. Mm-hmm. So that's hard. Um, cake is pretty much the same. Oh, okay. Anything with like, I don't want to say like needs to be like, but like cake, cake is fine. Cookies are usually fine. Mm-hmm. Like I've never had an issue with a cake falling apart because it's gluten-free. Oh, good. Okay. Like typically it's integrity is pretty good. Yeah. Um, cookies are the same. It's just, I think, but I might be used to it. I'm not sure. I don't know. Like it's been so long. (laughs) Yeah. And when you bake, do you bake just, is it just gluten-free flour or is it like almond flour or I cannot cook with almond flour? Yeah. Cause it, it, I mean, I've tried to put almond, like just kind of experiment a bit with putting almond flour and substituting all or part of something. And it, like, it changes the recipe completely. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it works with liquid completely differently. differently. Yeah. Um, I am like, don't judge me, but I use a lot of like boxed mixes for stuff. <laughs> There's no judgment about a box mix, <laughs> but the glu- gluten-free ones are pretty good. Like Buddy Crocker yeah. makes one in the U S and it, I bake with that all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's great. I do make, and if we're talking about dessert later, I'll discuss what I make, but I make a certain type of will. cake. I make a certain type of cake from scratch. Not a single person has known it's gluten-free oh. until I eat it. And they're like, oh, what? wait, yeah. Like such sorcery. Like it's just gluten-free. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's exciting. I feel like it's like you said, it's probably helpful to you that it's become also trendy mm-hmm. being a person who like legitimately needs it, having it yeah. also be trendy and more mainstream and therefore then you know, companies are actually investing time and research into making it good, um, that that's very helpful for you. It is. That's very exciting. Yeah. It's way better. Yeah. So for going back to our nostalgic meal of spaghetti and meatballs, actually you could like, there's nothing stopping you. Like the gluten-free factor is not stopping you from this meal. It's more about just how time consuming these meatballs are. Yeah. Yeah. So you could have your gluten-free pasta. Mm-hmm. You could even soak up your extra sauce with some gluten-free bread, which yep. depending on the bread that we choose, mm-hmm. you know, would also be pretty good. All right. Yeah. yeah. Sounds great. That sounds great. Yeah. So I would ask you now to kind of round out the spaghetti meatballs meal for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, is there, Let's start from the beginning. Is there an appetizer? Oh, happening? well, if we're at my mother's house, mm-hmm. 
There's 1000% like an antipasto charcuterie happening. Oh yes. Okay. We're a meat and cheese family. Like I said, mm-hmm. um, ever, someone's always eating salami somewhere. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> my three-year-old niece is obsessed with salami. And for the longest time, she like, didn't like any meat. Mm-hmm. And then my mom gave her some and she was like, what is this? <laughs> I love it. Now she asks for salami sandwiches all the time. It's really funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, we do like, yeah, like meat and cheese mm-hmm. boards, olives, you know, mm-hmm. honeycomb for the sharp cheeses. Yeah, we do with the whole Ooh. thing. Ooh, that sounds delightful. My mom makes this really good spread. It's actually dairy-free. Um, there's a um dairy-free cream cheese that they sell in the States. It's pretty good. It doesn't taste like cream cheese, but it spreads well. Mm-hmm. And she puts olive tapenade in it. Oh, so it's like an olive tapenade cream cheese spread. Oh, that sounds really good. Really, it's really good. Yeah. Paul ate it. Didn't know it was dairy free. Oh, nice. Everyone in the audience is going to think that he's like a six-year-old kid that like can't know what, his, what food he's eating. <laughs> that's not it. But like, <laughs> but he just that's like, really not it. he's just a man who like knows what he likes. And he's a man, known. he's a man who doesn't know what he likes actually, because oh, he, he, he doesn't, doesn't know. Okay. He doesn't know what he's eating. He's like, Oh, what is this? Like, he I, just doesn't really pay attention. No. Cause he doesn't, he doesn't understand ingredients and things. Cause he doesn't cook. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So like food anyway. is happening to him. Totally. Okay. Totally. Meals just appear. Okay. <laughs> Meals appear for him. Food happens to him and he's just there. And pays attention sometimes. Literally digesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we have a beautiful charcuterie mm-hmm. with meats, cheeses, honeycomb with the, che- I mean, that combination in particular is speaking to my soul. No, it, it's oh, so good. Yeah. The, yeah. And then the olive tapenade dairy-free cream cheese spread, which I mean, mm-hmm. of course you could probably just make it with normal cream cheese also, yes. I would imagine, yes. but like your mom is just using the dairy-free, um, that also sounds delicious. And then mm-hmm. some olives, like olives outside of the olive tapenade. Yes. Like olives on the charcuterie board also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right. So that's our appetizer. Yeah. Then, um, are we drinking anything already with the charcuterie? Oh yeah. My dad's a wine collector. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Why do you think we had to take Tums? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And what are we choosing then for our charcuterie course? Um, I, in, in this meal throughout the whole meal, I, I prefer red. Okay. I only like certain types of red. Okay. They seem to be the expensive ones. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh darn. You just have expensive taste. <sighs> um, I really like cab. Really like it. Mm-hmm. Really like Malbec. A lot. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like some red wine, which I know is polarizing. But like Pinot Noir just does not do it for me. Mm. Like 
I mean, that's okay. Jen came out very strong against red wine in the first episode. If you I know. Remember. So I know. it's, I mean, it's not completely controversial. There's a few. So my dad's been collecting wine. He actually has a sommelier's license certificate. Oh, Some, does he? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. He took a whole course to the whole thing. Oh, go him. So he is very, in, it literally invested and he does invest in wine, mm-hmm. um, but he does not drink white wine ever. So, which I, I enjoy very much. Mm. So if he gets it, I just take it. Um, but at my parents' house, we have a lot of like full body, old world red wines, mm-hmm. not the new world red wines. Okay. Cause yeah. I was going to say with, with what you described, it seemed like we're, we're not necessarily in heavy red wines, but just, um, yeah. Full body. Like there's, full, there's, yeah, there's something body. going on mm-hmm. yeah. in the glass. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. So we have our full body red wine. We have a charcuterie situation. I am just in my mind's eye, imagining your whole family, like in the kitchen of no, your truly. parents' house, just like everybody, you know, and like mm-hmm. mingling and just, I don't know. I just see that in my mind's eye. And it makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay. And then we sit down for spaghetti meatballs. Mm-hmm. Um, couple questions. Is yep. it family style? Is it all in one big bowl or have we served ourselves from the pot? Oh, okay. So my mom has these really beautiful ceramic bowls from Italy that she puts things in. Mm-hmm. So it's family style on the table. Okay. But the meatballs and the pasta are separate. Aha. Okay. The pasta is sauced with the same sauce of the meatball, but it's separate. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. I think it makes it easier for her in the end to like, you know, package things up. Sure. Makes sense. But the, are the noodles, they're not like fully sauced. They're just like sauced enough so they don't stick together or are Mm -hmm. they really fully sauced? Yeah. Just sauced enough. Okay. Just sauced enough so that they're not going to stick together. It's easy to get them out and put them on the plate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. Okay. Our table's coming together. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, love it. So, okay. Then it's family style. And then we've got our one big bowl where we've got sauce meatballs, one big bowl where we have partially sauced noodles. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is on the table? Bread. Bread. Okay. We have gravy boats of sauce. Of the same sauce. Of the same sauce. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So we have sauce on the noodles, sauce in with the meatballs, and also mm-hmm. gravy boats of sauce. Right. I mean, this family is prepared. Now you see why I need my bread to mop. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> this family is prepared with sauce. Right. All of your sauce needs are taken care of. Right. Okay. Love it. Mm-hmm. All right. There's a salad. Salad. Okay with it's like a it's an acidic you know sure some sort of vinaigrette ish salad uh-huh. mm-hmm. which may i just bring to your attention yes my please. uh please i please need to, to talk to you about your iceberg lettuce oh. right <laughs> <laughs> yes tell me not not that i die for iceberg lettuce that's not the perspective i'm coming from <laughs> but it does have a refreshing crispness mm-hmm. that dark leafy like 
angry greens don't like (laughs) (laughs) angry greens okay so I'm very glad that you bring this up because I was also listening back to the episode and I realized that like I didn't very clearly state my overall position on iceberg because here's the thing I do not want a salad that is all iceberg no for me a salad like iceberg does not a salad make Okay. If iceberg is in tacos, if it's, uh, like filling something, if it's in like a bowl situation, fine. I still prefer something like a romaine that also has a crunch, but has more flavor and more taste to me. I still will always prefer romaine, but like I tolerate iceberg in certain situations. Okay. But if I am eating like a whole, like my meal is a salad, I do not want iceberg. Okay. Because it's just, it's, it's nothing like, yeah, it has texture, but for me, it has no taste. None. I don't think for anybody it has taste. I know, but that's (laughs) what I don't like. So, but I, it's, it's, it's more refreshing and like, watery but not in like a gross sense like there's so much water contained in it that it like refreshes your palate I think Mm. I mean whereas kale will literally scratch your throat on the way down like yeah I mean I'm not like I I I also am not like a huge kale fan it's it's fine yeah I mean the thing is I really like bitter stuff Mm -hmm. um so it's fine for me but I'm not the biggest fan. Like my, I think my favorite, like dark leafy green are probably spinach. And there's also a kind, I really like, um, butter lettuce, which is I oh, guess actually yeah. not that dark in color actually, but, um, but like, yeah, I, I like like lettuces that have a nice flavor to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know, like iceberg, like it's fine. It's fine. I just don't want it to be the whole salad. And I was recently in the U S and on several menus, I was like, Oh, this salad looks really good. And then I saw it was like on a bed of iceberg, all this stuff. And I was like, Nope. <laughs> Why didn't you ask for an alternative lettuce? Well, okay. Funny. You should mention that because I totally could have, because in the U S you can go to a restaurant, look at the menu purely as a guideline, and then just change whatever you want. But that is definitely not how you do things in Europe. Oh, and I am like, so ingrained in my head to just be like, Oh, the menu is the menu. Okay. I I forget sometimes in the States that you can just like customize everything. So if I went to a restaurant in Germany and they offered a certain say they offered a meal and it had asparagus in it I'm allergic to asparagus Mm. so can I not request a substitute so um there is that uncouth like yes you can you can especially especially if you're allergic but it could be that like it could be that they tell you like no it's not possible it could be. I mean, it depends on the place. It depends on the dish. It depends on how it's prepared and everything. But like, 
that was also something that, um, when my husband went to the States, he, and actually several people who I know here who have been to the States have commented on, like you go to a restaurant and you order something. And then the waiter asks you five questions back (laughs) and, and they're just like not prepared for it. So you order a hamburger, then it's like, Oh, how do you want it cooked? What kind of bun do you want on it? What kind of side do you want? what dipping sauce do you want with your thing? Like right. <laughs> all these things. And then right. they just got very overwhelmed, um, overwhelmed by it. So, so when I saw a salad that was only iceberg on the menu, I did, I kind of forgot that, right. like, Oh, this is the U S actually I could, I could probably ask and they would do it, but I just didn't think about it wow. because okay. I've been, because I've been brainwashed. Oh, Oh, okay. I mean, no, it's brainwash- just lettuce. It's okay. Brainwa- brainwash is not the right word, but what's the right <laughs> word? I've been, I don't know, accustomed to yeah, accustomed not, not asking for changes at yeah. restaurants. See, because, because I have so many dietary, not so many, but since I have like glaring dietary issues, I have no shame. Yeah. Which like makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess I would have shame in Europe. Now I'm going to think about it. <laughs> I mean- I mean, don't let it, don't let it like scare you. It's going to be fine. And especially again, because you have like legitimate needs and allergies and stuff like that, like I'm sure yeah. it'll be fine. So, okay. Okay. I feel better. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So back to the salad, which is on your family table. So it's mm-hmm. a, uh, vinaigrette salad. Does it have mm-hmm. anything like special in it? Or is it kind of just like your basic think so I think it's just like what's that lettuce that's it's not romaine and it kind of looks like coral but it's like green and purple oh um my mom uses that a lot yeah I use that a lot too but I don't know what that's called hmm it's not because it's not romaine it's like no it's not romaine I know exactly what you're talking about yeah what is that but it's good yeah, no, it's so good. It's yeah. Um, my mom also uses a lot of arugula, mm-hmm. which I, which I like. And did mm-hmm. Jen not like arugula? Was that somebody didn't? Yeah. She, she's not a fan. Okay. She's not a fan. I like it cause it's peppery. Yeah. And it adds a little something, something, you yeah. know? Yeah. But I put it as like an additive to other lettuce. I don't, I wouldn't make an arugula salad. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree with that. My one complaint with arugula is that sometimes I find it just like hard to eat because the leaves are so long mm-hmm. and skinny. Yeah. That's the only it's thing, like, but like, like taste wise, I'm fine. But I just feel like I'm like, yeah, like, totally, like totally. very unattractively chewing every time I eat arugula. <laughs> <laughs> it's everyone. It's yeah. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it, there's probably some sort of cheese on it, like shaved cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds good. Maybe like some red onion or like thin carrots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That sounds Cucumber. great. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Sounds great. Yeah. All right. So we have our spaghetti, meatballs, gravy, uh, gravy boats of sauce, mm-hmm. a salad, bread. Bread. Uh, what kind of bread? 
is, is there, but then both, like if you're going to your family's place, do they do gluten-free bread for you and everyone has gluten-free bread or is there no. like two? Oh no, my brother's I mean, girl fit. I, I mean, I figured that was probably the case, but. No. So there's always a special, special bread basket by me. Okay. And then everyone else gets real stuff, which is thoughtful. It's very thoughtful. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> this is kind of a funny story. So I think at my mom's whole foods, there's a brand that makes really good Italian bread, but they made like Italian buns, mm-hmm. like ciabatta buns and ciabatta. them like, let's see. And you know how, when you cut up a big loaf of bread, there's two ends that are rounded. Mm-hmm. My family calls them butts. Yeah. Sorry. The butts of the bread. Yeah. So my brother was looking at these Italian, like ciabatta rolls that my mom cut in half. He goes, did you only buy butts? <laughs> oh, cause she just like cut them. She cut them in half. So in every, half. yeah, every side was rounded. He was like, what did you do? <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Like he's that, thought, I think she about just, like, all the time. Bought like long things of ciabatta and then just like just cut off the ends and then did something yeah. else with the middle. Just the butts. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we have then it's like a ciabatta bread situation, and then you've got mm-hmm. your special gluten free bread. Okay. Is there anything else on the table? I mean, that's a very full table already. Cheese, extra cheese, parmesan oh. cheese. Like, oh, to sprinkle on top. Sometimes my mom will throw some Italian sausage in the sauce too. So there's sausage. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it. That sounds great. Yeah. We're purists. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. That sounds wonderful. It is. Okay. And then I just, again, I just imagine you guys all at the table. I have no idea what your parent's house looks like because they, no, I know you're, you're picturing they, my old house and it, like, I could cry. I know that's the thing. Like I'm picturing your old house, the house that I know <laughs> where you no longer live. Um, but, uh, but that's what I'm picturing in my head. And I just mm-hmm. imagine your whole family and it makes me very happy. Um, okay. Now, uh, during the meal, are you drinking the same kind of wine? Like, are you, uh, are you going to take your one wine choice all the way through with you to the end of the meal are you going to switch your wine for your main course um it depends on what my dad offers Mm. um like if I'm the only one who wants Malbec that day I'll stick with it because it's open you know um on special occasions he brings out the nice expensive stuff and I'm like fill me up like yes mm -hmm." I mean and he makes us like sip it and savor it we have to go through a whole class as we drink it. Cause like, we can't like be idiots, you know? <laughs> right. So it's dinner and a lecture. <laughs> totally. Totally. Like <laughs> flavor it. profile, like think about it, dream about it, like taste all this stuff. Um, probably. I, I don't know that I'd switch from red to white, especially for that meal. Like that doesn't mm. make sense. Right. Um, so probably. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, a very important question. Mm-hmm. Dessert. Yeah. So what, what are we doing for dessert in this meal? Oh, I don't know. Probably like, well, we usually, okay. We, my mom usually makes this big of a meal, like at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Okay. And since I've been married, um, for my husband's birthday years ago, I made him a German chocolate cake. 
And then I made it once on Christmas. And then every Christmas since he's asked for it. So we refer to it as Christmas cake. Okay. So I make that typically. Okay. That sounds great. That's also a labor of love. Yeah. Cause it, is it a layer cake? It's a layer cake, which that's fine. Yeah. Um, I make two layers. I'm not making like a four layer cake. That's not, that's not for me, but the, um, making the filling, you have to sit there and stir mm-hmm. for like a half hour. And it's, I've never given birth, but I feel like, you know, people say like, when you give birth, you forget the pain. Mm-hmm. Like I feel that when I make this cake, I'm like, I forget every year how long I have to stand here and whisk. <laughs> so my eggs don't scramble. <laughs> but that, yeah, but that must mean that the reward of the cake is so good. No, it's really good. That it makes you forget. So that's, really I mean, that's a good sign, actually. Yeah. People request it. My mom loves it. And my mom, an amazing cook. She doesn't love baking. Mm-hmm. Like I do the baking for family things. And she's like, you gotta bring that cake. Yeah. 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 I mean, fair enough. Mm-hmm. You've got something that really works. And German chocolate cake. So did you know that it's not actually German? It did. The guy's name was German. Yeah. The guy's name was German. I feel like so many people, especially since I've moved to Germany, when I go back to the States, like I've had people sometimes say like, Oh, something about German chocolate cake. Like, Oh, we had German chocolate cake. Like you would like that. Some, some, (laughs) you know, something stupid like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but somehow like connecting it to Germany. Um, but yeah, I found out like semi-recently that it's not, it's like the guy who made that cake or invented that cake was named German yep. and it has nothing to do with Germany actually. No. So, so like a PSA for Americans out there, yeah. Germans do not know what a German chocolate cake is. <laughs> it's an American thing. And they don't just call it a chocolate cake. <laughs> Yeah. And they don't call it a chocolate cake. Uh, mm-hmm. and there are many different kinds of chocolate cakes right here. So that's, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But very nice. Okay. So you have a two layer German chocolate cake mm-hmm. and I make it how the filling goes in between the layers, not on the top. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so wait, is just... then the top of the cake is then naked? No buttercream. Oh, okay. So you have I make the chocolate buttercream. Yeah. Okay. But you've got frosting in between the two layers of the cake and then also around. Well, I do the, um, like the coconut walnut, um, filling in between between. the two layers Okay, and then I cover it with buttercream. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Because I'm impatient Mm. and this filling is full of sugar. It has like six cups of sugar. Like it's, and sugar gets very hot and stays very hot. Mm. And the amount of time it takes to cool, like I can't possibly, I got to, I got to do something else. I got to frost my cake. So I freeze my cake layers. Mm-hmm. And so even if the filling is not completely cold, the cake won't suffer because it's frozen. Cause it's frozen. Yeah. And then that's I smart. frost it. I frost it. And then I put it back in the fridge. So it all gets cold. Yeah. That's very smart. <sighs> I've had very, some, very smart. had some slidey cakes in the past. Yeah. It's, I mean, honestly, like. So, because I bake a lot and mm-hmm. I've had, I've had people like ask me questions about baking or like 
tell me like, oh, what, what did I do wrong? One thing that I feel like people don't do as much as they should is pay attention to temperatures Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like, yes, you need to let things cool actually. Or like, yeah, you can't frost a hot cake that has just come out of the oven because buttercream will melt. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so that, that's something that I feel like is, is a very underrated thing or like it's not always paid attention to in the way that it should be. So mm-hmm. I admire that you can still, like you have, you found a clever solution to that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have two days to make a cake. Yeah. No. I mean, who does? No. I say working. that. Gonna, and I'm about to, yeah. I say that and I'm about to spend two days making a cake, but it's fine. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> yeah. I'm making a wedding cake next week. <gasps> Yeah. So it's good. That's an exception though. That's an occasions cake. Yeah. And, and actually that's why Jen's not here today because she's currently making a wedding cake. Wow. So yeah. You guys have another side business. I don't know about. (laughs) (laughs) No, we just, uh, we are just in the phase of our lives where like all of our friends are getting married Mm -hmm. and we make their wedding cakes. That's awesome. Yeah. But it's like, it's so fun. It's a really fun thing to be able to do for a friend. Oh yeah, for sure. Like here, like, and it's also like, sometimes it's also been like, this is our wedding gift to you. Like, oh, that's beautiful. Like we don't get you a wedding gift, but like the gift is making the cake yeah. um, as well. So that's yeah. Super nice. Baked with love. Yeah. Baked with love. So mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm very, yeah. Getting ready to do that next week, which will be fun. That's fun. Yeah. Okay. Back to you and your meal. Mm-hmm. So, um, we've established German chocolate cake for dessert. Now, uh, we established that you keep your wine mm-hmm. throughout the main course, but when it comes to dessert, is there a different drink that you want to have with your dessert or are you going to stick with your wine? I'm not. Um, while I would support doing so, yeah. um, I am going to switch to decaf coffee because there's something about a cold piece of cake and a hot cup of coffee, mm. you know? Yes. My mom buys like really good beans too. So like, <laughs> it's not like the cheap stuff that I buy, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And you know, we we don't partake in like the digestif for like the, like, you know, after dinner cores oh. as Europeans do. Right. But it's a nice wind down, mm-hmm. you know, whereas if I, if I, and not that I have an issue with alcohol, but like, if I kept with the wine, I wouldn't wind down. <laughs> yeah. Or I would just get immediately so sleepy. Sure. Yeah. That might also happen. Yeah. But it like, it goes one way or the other. I can't tell sometimes either. It's going to be like, woohoo, more wine. And then like, I'll be at that level for a while or it's right. Like, oh, another glass of wine. And I'm going to go. Sit. It's also that that cake is so rich mm-hmm. that mixing it with a full bodied wine as we drink, like it, it's, it's just a lot palate wise. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I appreciate the balance, like the balance the coffee is going to bring you. Yeah. And it will like, you know soothe it's warm it's nice and I love a cup of coffee like yeah and are we 
like, do you put anything in the coffee or you just take it black? My mom usually has some sort of dairy-free milk. Okay. Which again, I use two pounds of butter to make my buttercream, but I'm going to need some dairy-free milk for my coffee. (laughs) Yeah. It's not, it was never about consistency. No, it was never was. Never was. Never about consistency. (laughs) Oh, okay. I love it. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to summarize your meal. Okay. Again. So we have our, um, our more like go-to meal. We've got our bad bowl. So we've Mm. got roasted veg. Uh, we have a protein pork tenderloin, probably, or Mm. fish maybe. Then we've got maybe some rice. Maybe we've got some chips. We've got like eat and a sauce. So Mm -hmm. easy, delicious weeknight, healthy stuff. Yeah. And we're probably drinking a spark flavored sparkling water with that, probably Mm -hmm. a lemon or a lime right? situation or a ginger ale. Right. If you're my husband, you're drinking a ginger ale, no matter what the meal is, no matter what. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Would he, he's an animal. Would he drink a ginger ale at the spaghetti and meatballs dinner? No. Around okay. my father, no. They're like okay. fraternity brothers. Absolutely not. Okay, got it. He'd be like, he'd be like, yo, Frank, where's the next bottle? Let's do it. Okay, got it. Yeah. Understood. No. Understood. All right. So, and then we have our nostalgia meal, which is we start with a beautiful charcuterie. We have mm-hmm. our meats, we have our cheeses, we have our honeycomb, we have our olives, we have our olive cream cheese. Maybe it's probably it's dairy-free tapenade yes. spread <laughs> situation and a full-bodied red glass of wine. Then we adjourn to the dining room. We sit down at the table <laughs> and we've got a full table of uh, noodles that have been sauced just enough so they don't stick together. Mm-hmm. We've got a bowl of meatballs with more sauce. Then we've got gravy boats with more sauce. Maybe we've got an Italian sausage in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Um, then we also have bread. We've got a nice little gluten-free bread basket for you. Mm-hmm. Probably ciabatta's for Mm -hmm. the rest of the table and then we have a delicious salad vinaigrette uh with some basics probably shaved cheese some veg cucumbers Mm -hmm. carrots etc yeah okay then we continue with our full-bodied red but let's see what dad has open what he's offering etc then dinner uh dinner dessert is german chocolate cake and a cup of decaf coffee with maybe some non-dairy creamer Mm -hmm. in it Mm -hmm. how does that sound sounds like christmas (laughs) yeah (laughs) sounds delightful yeah it's pretty good it sounds truly delightful i mean i want to be invited to that meal of course you are of course you are it's a long commute i'll just (laughs) crash (laughs) hey guys (laughs) you're always invited (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a last question Mm -hmm. because I mean, we didn't really get a lot of controversial food opinions from you. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if you've got any, yeah, 
what might be considered like a hot take on food in general. So it doesn't have to be related to your meal, but okay. it, you know, it's something where like maybe everybody loves this and you don't like it. I mean, kale was something that you mentioned kind yeah, of in no, that, in that vein or something that everybody really doesn't like, but you really like it. Do you have anything, anything like that, that you want to share? I don't think I love something that people you don't usually like. Mm. Um, I do not understand why anybody likes ratatouille. Okay. I think it's nauseating. <laughs> All right. Like, I, yeah, just something about just squash and tomatoes getting very watery together with I think zucchinis in there too just is not Mm. not for me all right at all my mom made me eat it once when I was eight and I've never been the same (laughs) traumatic experience truly just like just and I and I don't this is gonna sound strange I don't love a roasted tomato by itself Mm, okay. They get very watery. Yeah. Cause I was going to ask how you feel about the individual ingredients of ratatouille because it's, yeah, I think it's zucchini, squash, tomatoes. Is there eggplant in ratatouille? I could see how there would be. I, I don't know exactly what the, like, I don't know if there's just one way to right. make it or if you right. just kind of do whatever you have on hand. Um, but like the, are the individual ingredients okay? And it's the combination or do you have any issues with any of the individual ingredients? I don't like eggplant. Mm. I guess I have an issue with a lot of foods that when cooked yield a lot of water Mm. and then get gross. Yeah. Of which zucchinis can do that pretty easily as well. They're not careful. So I, I, yeah, I cook zucchini very lightly. Mm-hmm. So it still has a sort of bite or else yeah. it's like, nope, can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's must be something with like high water content vegetables that just don't do it for me, I guess. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. I have accidentally overcooked zucchini a couple of times and it's, I mean, it is unpleasant. It, it's just a little like sloppy. I guess it's just, yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can, I can understand that. Um, trying to think. One of my individually favorite foods, it does not go with a lot of things and you're, I know you're gonna be like, Oh my God. (laughs) I think American cheese is so good. I wasn't sure where exactly it was going. Um, but I mean, first of all, we do not food shame. Thank you. Thank because you. everybody needs to speak their food truth. I'm not here saying it's the best cheese. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. However, it's really good. But like, like is there a better cheese that can go in a grilled cheese? Like, but I mean, for mm. me, that's like pure nostalgia. Like my yeah. 
childhood grilled cheeses were made with American cheese slices, right? Right. Specifically, craft singles. So, I like, would probably, I like a mozzarella at this point in my life. Well, yeah. I mean, I say that, and actually, like now when I make grilled cheese, I use like fancier cheeses. But mm-hmm. there's a special place in my heart for craft singles. So, like, right, right. I, no, no, I, I get that. I, I get totally the boar's get head slices. Like I do it. I do do it nice. Yeah. It's still American cheese. I know. And everyone's probably like, oh my God, really? Like there's just something about it. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you use American cheese on? Mostly sandwiches. Sandwiches. Okay. Yeah. Or grilled cheese or I'll just eat a single, like a piece of cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I used to, Again, also- which I shouldn't, but I do. Right. When I was a kid, I put them on crackers. Oh, mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. like I would, I would, cause I ate a lot of, when I was a kid, I was really picky. So in my school lunches, I would either have a peanut butter sandwich or I would have a cheese sandwich. Mm, the cheese sandwich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or, and then sometimes for like an after school snack, I would take the like craft singles and I would put them on crackers and then I would make little cracker sandwiches. That's genius. Mm-hmm. You're a real innovator. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so that's probably controversial to your European friends who are like, oh my God. But well, especially if you would talk to my husband who is Austrian and has t- takes great um issue with we were we went to the Missouri State Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few summers ago before COVID and he had cheese on a stick. So he had like everything on a stick that you could possibly have right at the state fair and cheese on a stick was one of those things. And he was very upset because the cheese did not taste like anything. Like he wanted a strong flavorful. Oh, cheese. sure. Sure. And sure. The cheese just didn't taste like anything. And that was his issue with it. And I was like, well, I mean, fair, I've had Austrian cheeses and they're amazing, but also that's maybe not the point of cheese on a stick. Definitely not the point. So yeah. Yeah. Though we should remind him about what he did at my wedding. That's true. He, you had a tater tot bar. Sure did. (laughs) Again, the amazing versatility of a potato. Right. Um, and there was a, just a vat of liquid cheese because there were various toppings for the Right, right, tots. right. You it like was, made your own little tater tot bowl. Yeah, it was a wonderful wedding, like snack Thank bar you. situation. It was great. Um, and he went very hard into the vat of melted cheese. That he was, like was like, yeah. what is this liquid gold? Yeah. We yeah. were like, let me show you. <laughs> let me show you the way. <laughs> yeah, it was... Yeah. He was, uh, very into that. So, mm-hmm. you know, not all American cheese is necessarily bad. Sure. His, Everything has its place. Eyes. Everything yeah. has its place. Everything has its place. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy that you shared that with us. And again, there's no, there's no food shaming here. So, you. um, you're free to have your food opinions. I'm just interested in what those are. So not, not to food shame, but I'm just, I would, I just want to know everything right. that you think about food all the time. Right. I like, I love most foods. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like 
since being gluten-free and since having dietary restrictions, it's broadened my horizons on like what I can eat and what's available and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I'd probably eat anything. Like if I physically could, I'd probably try it. Yeah. You know, I yeah. do like, I like spice. I do like heat, but I like, I prefer like Asian hot versus like Latin hot. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like a really spicy pad thai is like, oh, so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've become a bit of a weenie with spicy food, mm. but like it, it's because I, it like, I physically can't handle it anymore, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is unfortunate, but that's because I'm old now. Um, right. right. But uh, yeah, but it's interesting that you say that like having the restriction of gluten-free has broadened your horizons because I also feel the same way about like moving abroad and not having access, like not having Mm -hmm. easy access to Mexican food or not, or well, Tex-Mex, um, you know, not having access, easy access to all the foods that I was kind of used to, um, for my life until that point, um, also made me kind of broaden my horizons as well and also learn how to cook a lot better than I did before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, um, it's fascinating. Yeah. And, and being able to cook your own food expands your horizons too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause I, I think, how old was I? 1920 when I was a gluten-free, I was in college. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, can't just order a pizza cause there wasn't gluten-free pizza then mm-hmm. like yeah. it, or for delivery, you know? So like, right. You got to work it out yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So it forces you to get a bit creative and also maybe a bit more open-minded. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that's, I think that's where the, the bowl, like my, my weeknight dinner came from. Cause like, it's easy to cook a lot of things that work and just like be able to construct a meal, you know, Mm -hmm. especially when you're busy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Which is why like stuff like that, like these template meals are so good because you can just like, you know, the formula and it's just like, okay, yeah. what's in the fridge, chop it up, roast it and, you know, and just put it together. And, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, easy and convenient and it's also pretty healthy, which is great. Yeah. Can't argue with that. Yeah. Amazing. Thanks. Well, Kate, thank you so much for sharing your favorite meal. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I really want to, I just imagine myself sitting with your family (laughs) for that that spaghetti and meatballs meal and enjoying it very much. Um, and yeah, I can also definitely picture your dad doing the wine lecture with dinner, which just makes me very happy. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, thank you for sharing your, um, your meal. Also for the audience, make sure that you go look at Kate's podcast, which again is the weekly Kate. Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's all about pop culture and Kate can explain all the things that are happening to you so that you can understand them. It's very mm-hmm. helpful. Um, and also very funny and, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we would love to have you back because I'm pretty sure that you probably have another meal that you could talk about. 
Sure. Uh, anytime. Us through because most people have multiple favorite meals. Yes. So, I'm always eating. Yeah. I mean, who isn't? Right. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks for coming on and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. And thanks for sharing your favorite meal. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much to Kate for joining me on My Favorite Meal. Um, Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcast and Stitcher. And also we're on Instagram at myfavemealpod um, where we post like, yeah, maybe recipes from some meal that somebody mentioned or um, links to a restaurant or, or things like that. So make sure to check us out and thanks for joining us. See you next week.